Welcome to our Rock City Church podcast. We are so excited to have you join us. Our desire is that you would listen with expectancy for what God wants to do in your life. We pray that you would encounter the mighty love of the Father and that you would be fired up for the more that He has for you. I'm super fired up today because Pentecost is such a special day. Uh, If it wasn't for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I would not be who I am today. I wouldn't be on fire. I wouldn't have passion. I would be a nice Christian. And God doesn't want nice Christians, okay? Nice actually is not in the fruit of the Spirit. Being kind is, right? But nice is often too concerned about what everybody else thinks. God wants you on fire. He wants you aggressive. He wants an army, not an audience. And it was the more of the Holy Spirit that fueled my life in every area of my life, how I witness, how I worship, how I preach, how I read the word, and especially how I pray. Because my prayer life before was very, it wasn't that it didn't, it it wasn't sincere and authentic, but it lacked fervency. And what happened was after I gave my life to the Lord, I had this joy in my salvation, and I was so excited. But in a short amount of time, reading the Bible was almost like eating cardboard for me. And I just, I I felt like I hit this plateau. You ever feel like that? And I felt like I was setting up camp on halfway up the mountain and God wanted me to go further, but I didn't know how to go further. And in so many ways, the fervency and the fire and all these fleshly things in my past were creeping back in. And the Lord was like, I want you to have more. Let's all say this because there's more. more. And I need it. And And it's not a one-time thing, guys. It's an all-the-time thing. Some of you are living on a 10-year experience, an experience 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the good old days. And then some are saying, man, I wish I could be like that. And God says, no, I got something better for you now. Because it's not a one-time thing. It's an everyday thing. It's then, now, and tomorrow. This is the premise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's a constant filling in your life. And for me, I was, I had become very lukewarm or lackadaisical or or just spiritually complacent in my walk with the Lord until I started reading about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire, which I'm going to talk with you about briefly today. It was the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire that awakened my life and ignited me 28 years ago, and every day my love and my fire for God only gets hotter. Yeah! And this, I'm telling you, it's more in love every day. It's like with my wife. I fall more in love with her every day. She may not feel it sometimes, but I do. I love her more and more every single day. Because the more in love I get with the Lord, the more in love I become with her, and then the more in love I become with you. That's the pattern. First my bride, then his bride. You're his bride. So I have that kind of love for you. But I have to have my priorities in line. And so when I got ignited by the Holy Spirit, a better way to say it is supercharged. Let's talk about being supercharged. You can make it to heaven without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit gives you a spiritual upgrade. It gives you more. It makes you more effective. You know what it means to be supercharged? Well, I had an idea, but I'll go ahead and read you the definition so I can say it better. A supercharger is an air compressor that increases the pressure or density of air supplied to an internal combustion engine. This gives each intake cycle of the engine more oxygen. Now think of this spiritually. More oxygen, letting it burn more fuel 
to do more work. I like supercharged engines, just so that you know. Thus increasing the power output. Power for the supercharger can be provided mechanically by means of a belt shaft chain or connected to the engine's crankshaft. Now, today we have turbochargers that are electrically fired up. But superchargers, it's basically connected to a crankshaft internally that when it spins, the turbine spins, creating more air and combusting that air into the engine, creating more pressure, burning more fuel, and hence creating more power. It's mechanically driven. A supercharger is mechanically driven. Compressed air into the combustion chamber has a key effect on the engine. Increasing air pressure, providing more air and oxygen to burn more fuel to do more work. This is an awesome way of explaining to you the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's a complete fullness of the Spirit in your life. It's not a salvation issue. It's an effectiveness more issue. It makes you more effective in so many ways. It deals with heart issues. It deals with chafe issues. It deals with with sin issues. It's a refiner's fire. It's a burning fire. It's increased power fire. It's fire out of your mouth. It's fire out of your eyes. It's fire, fire when you witness. It's complete fire and passion and effectiveness in your output. It's as if you have an internal turbine powered by the spirit to provide continuous power output the turbine is powered mechanically by the wind of the spirit and by your tongue that's why you're going to hear in a moment about tongues of fire praying in tongues is the language of fire When I pray in the Spirit, when I don't know how to pray, I pray for things that only God knows because the Spirit's interceding on my behalf and your behalf. So instead of living in a world of complacency, fear and ho-hum and woe is me, I now have effective power to transform the situation through prayer. Fervent prayer. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So I'm going to hit a lot of points with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit produces a greater righteousness inside of me. So now when I pray in confidence and boldness, it deals with me. It's a winnowing fan in his hand. So he throws me up in the air. And all the chafe of my life from the winnowing fan goes through like a turbine. And he burns out. He burns out the chafe in my life so that all that remains is purity and holiness. So now when I speak, what comes out of my mouth is authentic, pure, genuine, and full of fire and full of life. And it burns inside the hearts of other men and women that you speak to. It doesn't matter how dark they are. I led a funeral yesterday for the, for the number one outlaw biker club in this region, in this state. Dark, lost people. And fire came out of my mouth and hair stood up on my end as I spoke and impacted their lives with life in the darkest of dark places. You have to be equipped to be effective. 
Stop living complacency and being okay with where you're at. This isn't greater enlightenment and higher attain, attainment. Come on. Come on. It's not what I'm talking about. This doesn't mean you're less saved. This doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. What it means is God wants to supercharge your life so that now you can be more effective in everything that you're called to do. Yes. Tongues of fire. You need it, and you need to continuously be filled with the Spirit. I love Ephesians 5.18 when I talk about this subject. I love this. Don't be drunk with wine, which really screws you up and makes you do the dumbest of dumbest things. You will call the people you should never call. You will say the things you should never say. You will go places you should have never gone. Alcohol will make you do the dumbest of dumbest things. So the Lord, the Lord puts alcohol in the context of being baptized in the Spirit. You know why? Because they're both intoxicating. Yes, yes. And the challenge is, is many of us don't have an intoxicating faith. You're nice suburbia Christians. And you affect little change in the people around you. And I love you. I'm saying this kindly. <laughs> Not nicely. <laughs> kindly. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit, because they're both can be intoxicating. One causes you to be uninhibited and do stupid things. The other one causes you to be uninhibited and do awesome things. Because now I don't care what you think, because I know who's in me. I'm confident, I'm bold, I'm secure, I'm upright, and I have the fire of God inside of me to, for you to come out of me and transform your life. And I don't really care anymore. The faster you can get back to not caring what everybody thinks about you, the faster you find your prophetic voice. Woo! It doesn't matter what other people think and say about you. If God is for you, I'll paraphrase, if God is for you, who cares? That's the way I see it. We need intoxicating faith. So when you read about the Spirit pouring out the promise of God in Joel 2.28 and then in, in uh, Luke 24.49 when he says, uh, wait in Jerusalem so, until the Spirit is poured out, the promise of my Father is poured out upon you and you're endued with power. The word poured out means a libation. It means take a big drink. That's what it means. Poured out means a libation. Except this one puts you in your, it, it'll take you out of your mind, but it'll still keep you in your right mind. That's what poured out means. And I need a drink. I need lots of drinks. I love to drink from the Spirit. I love to stir myself up in the Spirit. I love it when I get in God's presence and I re-enkindle my mind. I stir up the gifts of the Spirit that came to me through the laying on of hands. And now I start getting out of my mind because don't you get tired of thinking all the time and your mind is like, rrr, rrr, those wheels are grinding all the time, overthinking, overprocessing, overwondering. God says, get out of your mind and get into the spirit. Yes, yes. That's why tongues is so offensive to the mind. That's why of all the gifts of the spirit, no matter the denomination, they'll be okay with healing, 
maybe some prophecy as long as we just call it encouragement. And then we'll be okay with some words of knowledge and some words of wisdom. Come on, follow me. You know what I'm saying. But the minute I go, what is that? Oh, you go to that tongue-talking church? You all believe in tongues? Tongues aren't for God hasn't given me the gift of tongues. And they never get it because all they have is an explanation. They don't have an experience. You can tell I'm pretty passionate about this topic. I am so, this topic gets me so fired up. Literally, no pun intended. Think about this. Continuous compressed air into the combustion chamber of our hearts mechanically released through the movement of my creates fire. Tongues of fire resting on top of my head. Can y'all see it? I don't know what it looks like, but. It wasn't rocket science. It's a supernatural experience. But once you see the heart of God, you understand why he did it. Many used to wonder, why was there a tongues of fire? That's weird. It's not weird. It's power. It's life. It's effective witnessing. It's more death. It's more becoming like him. It's everybody needs it. That's why the enemy works on overtime to keep churches silent on it. And then God raises up an 18-year-old at her school to teach on it. Why? Because she had the experience. Now it became a reality to her. You need the experience. Say this with me and say it like you mean it. Supercharge my heart, God. Supercharge my heart, God. Woo! Say this. Open my mouth. To release a sound that burns up the hearts of men. Remember when Jesus was talking to the disciples on the road to Emmaus? And they didn't know it was him. But you know how they finally discovered it was really him? They said, didn't our hearts burn within us while he was talking? I need a heart on fire. And so do you. This Christian life is a lot more than nice Christianity. And many of you are complacent. You're camping on the, on the plateau and you're saying there's got to be more. And God says there's a whole lot more. There is a whole lot more than what we see or what we know. It produces a confidence. It produces lordship. No one can even say Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Spirit. Many people don't even know what that means. I can hang around and go, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. I wear a, a patch in, in my motorcycle ministry that has a big rocker on it. It says, Jesus is Lord with a big yellow cross. And I'm standing in the middle of a thousand outlaw bikers yesterday. Jesus is Lord. Everybody that reads it goes, Jesus is Lord. Because say, you, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to know what it means. It's another thing to live it, isn't it? And guess what? You can't live it without the Holy Spirit. You cannot live the life God has destined you to live without the more God has in store. Stop 
living less than. You can't process conflict. You can't make decisions with your spouse. You can't raise your kids right. You can't deal with your boss right. You'll have no idea where you're going in the next season of your life until you get the Holy Spirit to guide you. You will live in constant questioning and uncertainty until you get the more God has in store. You need it today. Today is the day. Seven weeks ago, we celebrated Easter. Seven weeks. Add one day and it was Passover. Today is Penta, 50 days since then. And Jesus said, go and tarry and wait and get unified in one accord until you're endued. Endued means to be soaked in. It means I'm going to put a new clothes on you. I'm going to put a new outfit on you. I'm going to take off the old and put on the new. And I'm going to soak it into you so much that you're going to smell like me, look like me, act like me, talk like me, think like me, process like me, hear like me. In fact, Isaiah 11 says that Jesus won't even lead by his eyesight he leads with equity he leads by the spirit some of you got to build equity if you don't get equity in your life you're never going to understand the heartbeat in the mind of God ever and so when all hell breaks loose and craziness goes on around you you're going to find yourself crazy because you've got no equity The Holy Spirit gives you equity. The secret place gives you equity. Hunger and thirst for righteousness and you will be filled. Gives you equity. Come on. Come on, Rock City Church. Be proactive. Stop living reactive. I can't help when people do crazy around me. But what I can do is make sure I don't get crazy. I got a news flash. Crazy's all around you. For some of you sitting right next to you. I just had to say that. John 3, 8. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear the sound of it, but you have no idea where it's going. So is everyone who's born of the Spirit. So, let me say it this way. Now that I'm born of the Spirit, there's blowing wind. And I know where it's coming from. And I hear the sound of it. Now, I don't always know where it's going. That's why I just got to put my sails up and enjoy the ride. In fact, many times he comes unexpectedly. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I got over by Jean this morning, and as soon as I got by her, there was a combustion. My hair stood on end. Hers did. I saw fire in her eyes. In her 90s, intercessors, first time, stood up. Can I pray for you? I'm like, man, lay all your hands on me. (laughs) Because there was an ignition. The premise is is that your Wi-Fi is always up. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's now my Wi-Fi is always up at all times. And now when, oh, wait, signal, signal, sound, sound. The word sound or voice in the Greek is the word phone. It means that there's a phone call. I'm hearing a ring. Somebody's calling. And now I know somebody's calling. We have a situation in our life. Recently, somebody said, or in the beginning of this, a very key person said, this other person's driving the bus in the situation. And I heard God say, ha, I'm driving the bus, meaning God's driving the bus. I said, well, Lord, as long as you're driving the bus, let's roll. And then the temptation always comes in to take the wheel, doesn't it? And God says, let me drive the bus. 
Those born of the Spirit, they not only hear the sound, but they release the sound. Not only do I hear it, but I'm releasing it. It's a two-fold dynamic. I hear it, I release it. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. At the same time, when you're filled with and led by the Spirit, you can know the mind of God because you get the mind of Christ. That's why everybody here needs to be born again. If you have any second thought of uncertainty that you're not born again, I don't mean being a nice Christian. I don't mean going to church every Sunday. I don't mean you went to Sunday school or you go to a Christian school. I'm talking about being born again. That is first. Many of you want to get the license and the bad-to-the-bone shiny Corvette and you're like five. <laughs> Do you understand that it doesn't, first thing is born again. So I'm going to say this to everybody here right now. I love the power. I love the miracles. I love the signs and wonders. I love prophecy. Yeah. Prophecy is the breath of God coming out. It's not just about tongues. Tongues is just one of many things. Prophecy is actually the greatest gift to the church. You can't speak the breath of God. It's the mouthpiece of God. You can't prophesy without the fullness of the Spirit inside of you leading you and guiding you to speak accurately. But you must be born again. Yes. You must be born again. Yes. There's a phone call from heaven right now. And I'm looking at the screen and it has your name on it. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. Stop being stubborn. This isn't about you. God loves you. He cares for you. But you got a legacy on your life and a destiny on your life. This isn't about your next job, your next money, your next paycheck, the American dream, and a happy life. This is about laying your life down and letting Jesus do whatever he wants. He can restore all things if you'll let him. But this isn't about us getting what's mine. This is about him getting what's his. You're a reward for his suffering on the cross. Here I am, Lord, take your reward. He says, oh, yeah. I'm not only am I going to take you, I'm going to use you to help me get more of my rewards. Let's go on a treasure hunt. Because I see treasures inside of all of you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter how you've been hurt, no matter what you think, no matter what lens is on your soul from whatever church you went to, it doesn't matter. What I see is the heartbeat of God and a treasure inside of you, a wondrous work of God full of gifts and promises. And I hear God saying, I can restore all things. You must be born again. You must be born again. And if you're not, or you're not sure, Today's a great day to do it. Don't leave here without it. Don't leave here without him. Luke 24, 49. Jesus is about to ascend to, the, to heaven. This is the last chapter of Luke. This is right before the ascension. So this was seven weeks ago. Thousands of years ago. Seven weeks ago, thousands of years ago, Jesus is about to ascend. And he says this to them. I'm sending the capital P promise of my Father upon you. And what I want you to do is I want you to wait in Jerusalem. Now, he didn't say 50 days, but it was 50 days today. I want you to wait in Jerusalem until you are endued with what? Power Power from on high. Now, were they already believers? Yes or no? 
Were they already disciples, yes or no? Did they need more power, yes or no? Do you need more power, yes or no? We can just stop right now. We so overthink things. Your intellectual brain gets in the way of the more and trying to figure out all the supercharger stuff. I'm like, look, I got a turbine in me. I just need some wind. And I need to open my mouth. It's like, got to be God. It's got to be God. I'm not going to pray in tongues. It's got to be God. It's got to be God. So we think God's going to grab your jaw, flip your tongue, and make and go, God's not going to do that. And I'm sorry for all y'all that stood in crazy Pentecostal churches that laid hands on you for two hours until you finally went, bleda, bleda, bleda. Really, probably what they were doing is trying to get you out of your mind. And so sometimes that takes time. But what I learned a long time ago is some of you are so, can be so intellectual that I just need to let Jesus do what Jesus does, pray for you. You got to say yes to it. He'll hit you in the shower. He'll hit you on the toilet. He'll hit you in your car. He'll hit you walking your land. He'll hit you at the beach, at the park. He'll hit you when you least expect it if you want it. He's a good father. He's better than an earthly father. Even an earthly father, if you ask for, you know, a fish isn't going to give you a, a scorpion or a stone or a snake, but the heavenly father is so much better, so much more that he'll give the Holy Spirit to everyone that asks for it. There's an asking. The kingdom is built on the premise of seeking, asking, and knocking. Not being complacent. There's no laissez-faire Christianity. There's no such thing as just sitting on the couch and hoping that it happens. There's a get up and get after it, making it happen. Supercharge is this dynamic of compressing the air inside of me, letting it come out of my vocal cords, and letting out a shout, and being aggressive when it's time to be aggressive. It's being spirit-led. Sometimes I'm very kind, very nice, and I'm just, I don't have to be loud, and sometimes God says be loud. The premise is is you be spirit-led. If he's praying, you're praying. It's the mind of Christ, and it's aggressive. So he sends the promise of, of the Father upon you. It's a promise. The very first word, definition of the word promise The very first definition of the word promise is an announcement of a message. Look it up. Of course, then it's assurance. Of course, it's that God will do what he said he would do because he made a promise to you. The promise goes all the way back to the book of Joel. When Israel was a total mess and a disaster and prostituted and uh, set themselves as a harlot and just, it was a catastrophe in the book of Joel. So God says, proclaim a fast, blow the shofar, rend your clothes, come before me, weep between the porch and the altar. He says, I'm going to restore all things and here's what I'm going to do in those days. Those days are these days. Let's say that. Those days days. is right now. We wait for tomorrow. It's like I'm at tomorrow when my situation gets better. Tomorrow when the things go my way. Tomorrow when I get that big breakthrough. It doesn't work like that. You'll always be waiting for tomorrow. And everything, every circumstance, and the devil wants you to be silent and complacent and passive. That's going to take you nowhere. You won't stand in front of the people I stood in front of yesterday being like that. God will put you in places you never thought you could be used. And what comes out of your little old mouth and you think, man, little old me, 
is the spirit of God, the wisdom of God that created the heavens and the universe comes out of your mouth and you're like, I don't even know what I said, but something came out of me that rocked the people in front of me. That's the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through your life and you need it. Say, I need it. I need it. And it's not a one-time experience. The word filled, remember the scripture, Ephesians 5.18? It's not like filled then. That's right. That's exactly right. Picture yourself as a big balloon full of water with a little pinhole in the bottom. And you say, God, patch the pinhole. He says, no, I'm just going to keep keeping you full so that what's coming out is transforming the people around you. So it's a promise. The promise is a message, an assurance of something good. It's a pledge. Now what comes out is good news. I promise you God is for you and not against you. I promise you that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. I promise you that God cares for you and will never give up on you because he's the author and finisher of your faith. I promise you that he'll never leave you or forsake you. I promise you that he's for you and not against you. Should I keep going? And now I say it because I know it. Through death, hurricanes, hardship, prison, failures, moral failures, mistakes, blow-ups. I know God is good. I know that I know that I know, no, 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 that God is good. So you're endued with power. Power is strength and ability. But power is is. It comes because of the nature inside of me and the exerted ability out of me. So you get it, but you got to do something with it. It's like I bought a little runaround town car. My wife can't stand it. Many of you think, how can the pastor be driving a Volkswagen? I still have my truck, but my Volkswagen is fast. But you'll never know it because it looks like an old man car. And I like that. It's like when I conceal and carry my gun. You don't need to know that I have it, but I have it. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. I'm full of power at all times. And when we upgraded, when that car got an APR Stage 3 Plus upgrade, it whistles as you drive down the road. (laughs) And when I step on the gas, it goes from 300 horsepower to 525 horsepower in a second. In a second because of the turbocharger that's inside of it. That's what I want inside of me. How about y'all? Anybody? (laughs) Who needs a horsepower upgrade in their car? (laughs) That's right. So you can make fun of my car all day long. I just tell you right now. And nobody has to like my car. But I like my car because it's really, 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 really fast. And it will beat almost any car on the road, just so y'all know. Don't try to race me, because I will race you. I will race you. So I'm I'm running out of time because I want to out of time because I want to pray for you. Here's one thing I want to say about uh, the power of God. The power of God. I know you've heard a thousand times if you're charismatic. The word dunamis is where we get the word dynamite. It's explosive. It's like my car when I step on the gas. It is explosive, all right? Now, the power is not just for miracles, but that's part of it. The power is to become something. 
Okay, so I'm just gonna go off my notes right now and just go from my heart because I know it so well. The power is does a lot of things in your life. First, it produces moral excellence. Everybody say moral excellence. Moral excellence. Oh, if I could get you to learn that. Come on. If I could get you to stop living unrighteous lives and double-minded lives and sneaking around and sleeping around and hooking up and booty calls and clubs and pot and drunkenness and unrighteousness, none of that is who you are. Right. When you give your life to Christ, God cuts all those things out of you. But you need help. Everybody say, I need help. I need help. So this is the core purpose of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. The core purpose. It comes from Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. I'll always remember 311 because my blood father, who I don't have a relationship with, founded the band 311. I never listened to the band, really. Some of you may have. But I, I just connect the dots. I always remember Matthew 3.11. John the Baptist is baptizing the Jordan River. And the one who come, he says, the one who comes after me, who I'm not even worthy to untie his shoes, will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. And what? And then the winnowing fork is in his hand, or the winnowing fork is in his hand, or he's got the winnowing fan in his hand, and it's like, what's a winnowing fan? A winnowing fan blows out by the wind. Catch this: the wind of God blows out. Jesus is throwing you up. The breath and the word of God, phone calls, phone calls, phone calls, sound from heaven, blowing out the chafe in your life, and the chafe goes into the fire. So your prayer should be, burn it out of me, God. Come on. Burn it out of me. Yes. I'm tired of living the way I used to live. I need the fire of God to transform my life. Many of you have a lackluster faith with no fervency, no passion, no power. You don't witness. You don't cast out demons. You don't get people saved. That's everything opposite of the Christian life. I'm not in this for fun. I don't need to just grow a church and get more money. I love you. It's time for fire. It's time to transform this city. Revival's not going to be a one-wave tsunami. It's going to be a steady, consistent swell. Nice roller waves. About every three to four seconds. Or however, I'm not a surfer, but if you're a surfer, you know what I'm talking about. We need consistency and constant steadiness in the kingdom of God. And the churches to unite and the intercessors to rise up and the sons of God and the daughters of God to be on fire and to live pure and to stop looking at porn and to stop sleeping around and to stop living like the world and calling yourself a Christian. Come out. Look different. Dress different. Act different. Speak different. Make a clear distinction. What is it about you that's different than me? Because I can see you. You don't act the same, talk the same, look the same. When I walk into all those thousands of outlaw bikers and they're talking about the crudest of things and trying to get me to go into them, I'm like, yeah, no, it's not my thing. That's not funny. You know what? I'm praying for you to get saved just so that you know. And they respect me more. You know why? Because I'm not like them. And some of you want to be so, so accepted. Guess what? The world's not going to accept you anymore. The world will hate you. If they hated him, they'll hate you. 
And then, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he'll make his enemies, he'll, he'll what's the scripture? He'll eat, make his enemies his friends. Even David got it. The Lord prepares the table for me in front of my enemies. Whose over, cup's overflowing? And everybody else says, I want what's in your cup. I want what's inside of you. And I'll leave you with this. On the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost is fully come, in Acts chapter 2. Everybody was in one accord, praying in one place. In Acts chapter 1, continuation of Luke 24, Jesus says, wait until you're baptized with the Holy Spirit. It's in the Bible. It's Acts chapter 1, verse 5. Okay? Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Verse 8 says, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. The purpose of the power is to have more effectiveness in your witnessing. Yes. The purpose of the power is the fullness of the gifts of the Spirit. Give me all the newest, latest technology in a car. I want Apple Music. I want Lane Assist. I want Cruise Control Assist. I want vibrating seats. I want superchargers, super turbochargers. I want power. You see what I'm talking about? I get a full upgrade. I get everything of who he is in me. And now it comes out of me. What do you need? You need some healing? Come on. You need a word of knowledge? Come on. You need a word of wisdom? Come on. You need discernment? Come on. You need deliverance? Let's go. This is who you are. I'm a decentralized guy. It's bottom up. I'm only using me as an example. This is something available for all of you. You receive power to deal with that crazy neighbor. You receive power to love the way he loves. You receive power to become upright and to burn out the things in your life. You receive power to gain wealth and influence people. He gives you the power to get wealth. So now he gives you wisdom. What would you rather have? Millions of dollars or the wisdom of God? I'll take the wisdom of God. It's more precious than gold. And some of you are just chasing it down, chasing the money thing constantly. And God says, chase me and watch what I can do. You're so worried about your life and God's like, I own it all. everything and I'm your dad and then the disciples said is this the time you're going to restore the kingdom of heaven are you finally going to put Israel in its right place finally is it now he says it's not the time for you to know I posted this on Facebook today I thought it was awesome I said some of you are saying God when's it going to end from this administration to the policies and the things being implemented and, and abortion and murder and foster care system and all the stuff we fight for, not even just for the unborn, but for the born and the living and the drug addicted and the hurting and the broken families. You fight for it all. And you say, God, when is it going to end? Is this the time? God says, ha, it's not for you to know the time, but I got something better. I'm going to give you a supercharged upgrade so you can go and transform. I'll give you the power to deal with it. 
You need the power to deal with it. Instead of complaining and grumbling. God, give me more power. Help me to make Psalm 2 a reality. You sit in heaven and you laugh at those that are plotting a vain thing. And he says, oh, I could have put an end to it. I could come back right now. But I got an epic story for you, Mondo. I got an epic story for you, Kayla. I got an epic story for you to come in and step in to the promise and purpose I have for your life and be a greater witness with power. Let's go rescue some people because God's got an epic love story. And I hate the things I'm seeing in the world system, but I've always hated it. It's the spirit of this age. You're part of the kingdom now. Let's get up and do something about it. And let's do it with power. Who's with me? Who wants more? Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please subscribe and share it with your friends. And if you want to partner with us in what God is doing here at Rock City, you can give by visiting our website at rockcitycorpus.com slash give.